Hi there, and welcome to Women Conquering Consulting. This podcast is for women and by women who are already in or interested in becoming a consultant, entrepreneur, or professional in their field, and it's partnered with 50,000 Foot. Today, I am joined by Steffi Black, life and career coach, culture strategist, and kindness advocate. Welcome, Steffi, and thank you for joining me today. Brittany, it's a pleasure. It's nice to see a focus from 50,000 Foot on encouraging employees to do interesting things like podcasts on women and consultants. So thank you for having me here today. Thank you. So first, I would like to start by asking you to tell our listeners a little bit more about what it is to be a life and career coach, culture strategist, and kindness advocate. I know that's quite a mouthful, isn't it? Yes. I realized that. Well, in my career, I was always fascinated by the different roles people had and in um, also telling stories. So I was a playwriting English drama uh, advocate in university, and I loved telling stories. And careers are really stories of our lives in many ways. So I moved into life and career coaching about a decade ago. And the kindness advocate came from uh, realizing that I really loved um, the importance of kindness and wherever I was and how we treated people and how we empowered people. And uh, as I shared in a conversation with you and Colin, uh, I asked my daughters by starting to with kindness that way and then moved into schools and then into corporations. And culture strategist is just the work I do with companies and I work once a week with a law firm to help with hiring and culture, too. Awesome. And what led you on this amazing path in becoming a life and career coach, culture strategist, and kindness advocate? Well, my curiosity uh, to help people live their lives. And I mentioned the thread of storytelling. And, you know, I originally started in broadcast. And that was because of a love of stories and sharing stories. So I moved from that into marketing communications and from that into a not-for-profit because I wanted to give back. And all along the thread was helping people figure out what they're best at. So to tell their own unique story. And that was where I moved into coaching after I stopped heading up a marketing system for a healthcare, sorry, marketing job for a healthcare system. I wanted to do something different. And I love the idea of working with individuals and empowering them to know themselves, understand their core values, and incorporate rituals and routines that lead to great mental wellness, including kindness and compassion. Awesome. Thank you. And um, in previous discussions with you, I've really loved your mindset about kindness. And I am personally drawn to people and places of business that practice kindness. I felt that kindness, even before Corona and COVID-19, was kind of a dying virtue, especially in a workplace. Mm -hmm. What are a couple of tips you might be willing to share so that our listeners listening to this can try promoting more kindness within the places that they work? Absolutely. I love, Brittany, that you were drawn to it and that it's important to you. You obviously have a company. I've met some of your coworkers that cares very much about that. I think it starts with us as individuals and making sure that we are compassionate and kind in our environment and also always the leadership encouraging it. So when I work with companies, I interview them about their culture 
and see where we can create a plan that brings it in authentically. If you just talk about kindness, people think, oh, that's sweet, oh, that's nice. But the power of kindness is powerful. The power of kindness is powerful is quite a mouthful. Good leaders set the right direction. They create a positive culture. They empower employees to put their best foot forward, to make mistakes. And Kim Cameron and his colleagues at the University of Michigan did a lot of incredible work on kindness at work. And a lot of those things focused on positive core virtues and values, which were inspiring one another at work of, as I said, avoiding blame, forgiving mistakes, creating a culture where everybody helps each other. And there's a company in the States called Creative Works. Steve Schroeder is the head, and he's a fan of the Dalai Lama, who's always said, my religion is kindness. And he has always said in interviews that he only hires people who are caring. He believes skills can be taught, but a caring culture means more people are happy. And we're all going to make mistakes. And we're all going to do things that are different than other people because we march to our own drummer. So if we are in an environment where leadership encourages to work out our issues and empower each other, it's so much more powerful. So I will work with companies to create a plan that brings in a kinder environment, or we can coach the leaders on where they can think about compassionate non-judgment. We all have subconscious bias and it's come out in during COVID how, how badly it has been instilled in many people. So it's learning to understand that we are all different and to have compassion for how someone else deals with issues that is different than yours. And if I can tell a short story, Brittany, there's a well-known tribe in Africa that when somebody makes a mistake in the tribe, they take them out into the center of the town square. And for three days, they tell them how amazing they are. Why? Because they believe we are all born inherently good. And making mistakes is just part of being a human being. And that we shouldn't blame ourselves or beat each other up, but we should help people overcome mistakes. They are lessons for us to learn. So this tribe teaches us that praise and empowerment and helping someone overcome mistakes is much better than putting down and blame. Thank you. I just really love like anything that has to do with like being kind and promoting kindness and like tips for people to be more kind because I enjoy being more kind and like when I have mentioned in my previous podcast like I've gone to hair school and what drew me to my hair school was like you know out of all the other ones is that they had a kindness campaign and I just loved that they had that and that I was able to still get a good education but still be able to practice kindness and like make people's days like our title was like day makers like and future future professionals and I just you know that was the highlight of my day and it still is like I just always look forward to making people's days um, every day. And well, well, Brittany, that's awesome. You're an amazing kindness ambassador. That that makes you happy is a beautiful thing. And really, kindness does make us happier. You know, in the work of David R. Hamilton, he's a scientist and author. He talks about the five benefits of kindness. And one of them is heart health. Another one is better relationships at work. And another one is the domino effect. If you do something kind for someone, they'll do something kind for someone else. And I think I shared in the webinar I did with, 
with your company that a famous study in the New England Journal of Medicine documented how a 28-year-old anonymous donor walked into a kidney clinic and donated a kidney. That year, 10 other recipients of donors came forward to donate as well. That's a powerful domino effect. So that you like to do it, it only helps other people. And it absolutely helps our heart health, helps our cardiovascular system. The benefits of kindness and compassion are incredible. Uh, I still like, even during this like time of um, Corona and the quarantine, mm -hmm. like I still like, you know, it, I want to hold the door open for people. I want to, you know, still pick up something when someone drops it. Like, even though, you know, I'm supposed to be practicing social distancing and not to, you know, doing those sort of things. Like I, it's kind of against my nature and I still want like, you know, to be kind, even though we're encouraged not to right now. And even at work, like, you know, there's ways to still be kind to your coworkers and, you know, still try and make their day. You're absolutely right. I mean, so we're wearing a mask. Look at the person's eyes. Yeah. When you are buying something in a store, ask the person how they're doing. They're there all day with a mask behind a shield and it can be pretty isolating and everybody's a little bit nervous around people. And I remember being in Loblaws, Brittany, you'd probably, you, you'd probably like this. I, I was in Loblaws and I saw a very stressed woman at checkout and I saw flowers there at Loblaws. So I picked up the flowers and when she was putting my order through, oh, she goes, oh, they're, you know, they're pretty. And I said, well, those are for you. And she like almost cried because she said, the man before you yelled at me because he wanted to take 20 cans of pasta sauce. And we can't do that during COVID. You know, we need to share the supplies. And it, she, it was just that little bit of kindness that made her feel less hurt and more appreciated. Yeah. And if we can do that, like you said, celebrate people and just in small gestures, even in listening. Marshall Rosenberg, the founder of Nonviolent Communications, oh, which is another form of compassionate communications, always talks about radically listening to somebody, even somebody that's maybe yelling at you, because sometimes they're mad, not because of you, but because of someone else and or something else that happened to them that day. And conflict resolution can be reached 50% higher when you radically listen to someone and repeat back what they said to you. So if someone says, Brittany, I can't believe you, you know, you, you didn't get back to me on that. And I'm really, I've waited on you guys. And if you say, so are you, I'm sorry, you know, are you frustrated that I didn't respond as quickly as you would like? We can diffuse the anger because it's not often about you. It's what someone else is going through. And Marshall Rosenberg also talked about, he never heard the words someone called him. He heard the need behind them. And when someone is frustrated or angry, they're often going through someone else. And I'll share another story. Uh, someone I know was dealing with a supplier who wasn't doing their job. And we were talking about it and we were talking about maybe he's having a hard time and most people just get mad, right? They're like, what's going on? I need this. And she decided to intuitively, she felt there was something off with him. And she said to him, listen, you haven't been doing your job. Is there something going on? You know, maybe it's a tough time. And he goes, yeah, actually, my wife is sick right now and not well. And then they had this beautiful conversation, this exchange of his pain and her compassion. 
And if she had just gotten mad at him, where would that conversation have gone? He would just have another person yelling at him. So compassionate communications and radical listening is another form of kindness too. Thank you. I, I really love your stories. They're definitely very like inspirational and definitely like great to think about like you know especially that last story like you never know like what somebody's going through right uh, right yeah. um so my next question is without well without naming any company names or individuals um do you have any success stories where you were called in to help out a company or individual with an issue with kindness mental wellness or non-judgment and they later contacted you and told you what a difference it made within their company sure and i won't name a name but it was a big system and they had di different staff at their company in different areas. And I spoke, I did a keynote presentation on kindness at work and why it matters, and then broke them out into groups. And it was about eight groups. And I asked them to create a plan of kindness within their own division. So it was authentic and worked to their culture. I'm very big on that. You can't just tell people to be kind. You have to work to what will work for them and feel natural. And the more you let the employees decide what is best, the more natural it would come. So they all created plans. And then I took them all and wrote them up and worked with the culture strategist, my, the kindness ambassador, because I always call someone who works with me the kindness ambassador for the company. Because it doesn't have to be HR. It can be someone who's passionate about the subject matter. And we created individual plans for each part of their system. And then they, she reported into me, because it was a month of kindness, on how well it was going. And to this day, even with a new CEO, they still do those kind act activities. Not every single one of them, and I wouldn't expect it, but a change in their culture has happened. And then when I work with individuals, if I hear a lot of judgment on the people they work with, and we all do it, right? Or a lot of gossip, and this person's wrong, and this, I, I just ask them to think about putting themselves in that person's shoes. And I often suggest the book, The Four Agreements. Have you heard of that book before? I have not. It's by, as not everybody has, it's by Don Miguel Riaz. And he was a heart surgeon who came from Toltec. Uh, Toltec is a type of wisdom, often in parts of Central America, that believed in, in a bit of magic and a bit of spirituality. And it's a combination of things. And he sort of didn't want to have that background. He wanted to move away from it. So but he became a neurosurgeon and sort of ignored his, his background for a while. And then he had a near-death experience. And after the near-death experience, he realized that he did have something to learn from Toltec wisdom. And he wrote a book called The Four Agreements. And the agreements are as follows. Speak impeccably with your word. Avoid the word to gossip against others. Uh, let me think of the other ones. Don't take things personally. Everybody's doing what they know how to do. So don't take what they do personally and speak out if you don't agree in a, in a kind, compassionate way. And avoid gossip with others. Speak impeccably with your word. Don't take things personally and always do your best. So your best may change when you're ill or depressed. But just do the best you can do. And it's a beautiful, it's a book about this big. Probably have it on my bookshelf somewhere here. And it's a beautiful story on living to your core values. And those are beautiful core values to learn not to judge other people and to actually have compassion for them. Because sometimes what shows up in your life as a difficult person or situation is a chance for you to grow. Awesome, you know? thank you. 
I'll definitely take a look into those that book. That sounds definitely up my alley. <laughs> oh, good, Brittany. And he's got another book you might like called The Mastery of Love. It's a follow-up. Oh, yes, I'll definitely have to find those. Um, so my last question is mental wellness um, was very important before the Corona-19 all stuff happening. But now many people are working from home and it's hard to socialize with others and everyone seems more stressed than usual. What are some tips for mental wellness that you have during our quarantine while everyone's still working from home? Absolutely. I'll, get, I'll, I'll suggest a few. First of all, for each individual, each employee, that they have a plan in their day that instills um, their own routines and rituals that keep them calm and strong. And we've talked about this too in the webinar with 50,000 foot. What makes you feel calm in your day? And it's different for everyone. So I get up in the morning and I do meditation and some rituals and then I do Qigong in my day. And I've spoken about uh, breathing after a meeting, take a deep breath. Uh, it calms your nervous system. So it's about finding things, rituals, while you're working from home, a walk around the block, something every day that is a touchstone to ground you and calm you. And to also look at being compassionate in your conversations, because as you are compassionate to others, you are compassionate to yourself too. The give and take, well, now that it's COVID and everybody's suffering a little, how can I be a bit more self-compassionate, take care of myself, and how can I be compassionate in my conversations, whether it's with the dry cleaners or somebody I'm doing work for or my coworker? How am I checking in? And companies can also do a survey where they ask, they ask their employees to give feedback on what they would like. So I recently did it for the law firm a month ago on what would they like to see as we move from COVID and what is helpful to them on mental wellness and sharing resources and deciding how your team meetings take place is a little bit, you know, quiet and, and dull even because everyone's just checking in via Zoom. Maybe you should do something different. The other day we asked the articling student to tell us about herself in the meeting. Some people do trivia. Some people dress up in characters. So what works for your culture? that people are comfortable with. And I think, boy, if I had my way, everybody would have their own individualized plan for rituals and routines that keeps them healthy and balanced during this time. So that's just a few, Brittany. And they could also do a week of kindness. Wouldn't hurt anybody during COVID to do that either. That would be a good idea. Like if they could implement that, like, you know, and report mm. like back as a team, like their successes, that would be quite a fun activity for people to do. Absolutely. And I'll mention one before you go on is one simple activity is you pick a name of an employee, however you want to do it digitally, and you write three kind words about them. That's been one of the most powerful exercises I've done with companies is I often do it in a jar, suggest a jar during random acts of kindness week. You go around, everybody picks a name, they spend that week writing three kind words about that person. And then you can read it out at the Friday meeting. Just, just one simple exercise, but it's a beautiful way for people to remind themselves or be reminded of the beauty within them because we forget. Yes, we definitely, yeah, we forget ourselves. And also I think it's something that people take it granted of, for themselves and others, like, you know, that they're not seeing each other. So like, they're not like, you know, interacting, just like playing someone a compliment. You never know when that's going to make someone's day a little better. <laughs> Always. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
So Steffi, where can people find you if they are wanting to be able to have a career coach, culture strategist, or kindness advocate for their own business or personally? How can they find you? Brittany, a great question. Thank you very much. It's nice to share where they can find me. It's Steffi at SteffiBlackCoaching.com. They can also visit my website, which is currently being updated, but there's some information there, uh, SteffiBlackCoaching.com. And good old Google will find me the Steffi Black Life and Career Coach. And there's some reviews and testimonials there. And I love speaking to companies about kindness and mental wellness and self-compassion. So thank you for asking that. Awesome. And thank you for joining me today, Steffi. My pleasure. My pleasure. Can I leave you with a quote before we go today? Definitely. Okay. So one of my favorite quotes I haven't shared in a while, but Aldous Huxley, who studied human nature for many decades, uh, he was a philosopher and writer, was once asked, what was the biggest way to transform a human being? And he answered a little sheepishly. He almost didn't know if they would believe him with his answer. And he said, after studying human nature for many decades, my simple answer is just be a little kinder. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you. That was very inspirational. <laughs> for more tips on being kinder and being better coming out of quarantine, I invite our listeners to listen to a webinar hosted by Steffi Black back in May. That was for our 50,000 foot members. And join me next time as we continue conquer cons Conquering Consulting. I hope everyone has a wonderful day and thank you for listening.